Hey folks, welcome to Culture Jacked. This is another midweek special. And of course, this is Dustin and I'm here with my good friend, Anthony. Say hello to the people, Anthony. What is going on? <laughs> uh, we had so much fun. The, the last time we did this two weeks ago uh doing a midweek special we talked all about cyberpunk 2077 and kind of what our expectations were for that game before the release of it we've both had some time with it since and so uh, maybe we'll discuss a little bit of that today as well but uh today on the show we wanted to get together and just kind of talk about the direction of the movie theater of the cinema experience and where that's headed and uh, so Anthony talked about on the Monday Madness show uh, all about the Warner Brothers move to move all of their 2021 slate to HBO Max streaming and it's simultaneously well doing theatrical releases for it. That's re- received a bunch of pushback, but just right off the cuff, Anthony, what do you think the implications are of a move like that? Well, uh, you know, to directly answer that, I guess right now, I mean, there's, there's not people going to theaters, right? Uh, there's a lot of theaters that aren't open. So the, the implications for that direct change is the possibility going into 2021, not knowing if theaters are going to be open, um, and having an audience, right? So, if you were to guess and, and speculate that, yeah, the theaters are going to reopen and everything's going to go back to normal, then I could see those theaters suffering, right? But right, right. now, 2020, we're not seeing that. Uh, so the the play, as far as an issue goes, I, I, I don't see an issue with the exception of viewership and purchases, right? To where if you're an HBO max subscriber you get this content for free which boosts the hbo max as a uh, service and as a provider and it also is simultaneously releasing into theaters so if you're not or if you feel the need to go see one of these movies in the theater it will be also available so i think the impact would be in a perfect world, everybody returns and runs to theaters, but I don't think that we're, we're not in a perfect world. So I think it was a smart play. I don't think holding uh, these movies for a long time, like what we've seen with black Panther, as you've mentioned every episode since like 1999, no black Panther, black widow (laughs) or black widow. Sorry. Black Uh, Panther. That's right. I mean, they should release black Panther directly to Disney plus as well. Don't get me wrong, but black widow for sure. But yeah, black widow. Sorry. But, um, I, I think holding some of these movies, especially um, big title movies like this, it's not a good play because if they are running trilogies or they're running shows in tandem, like what MC, the, the MCU is doing, I feel like it's like I, I understand the business side and we could sit here and talk the whole episode about the business side and try to recuperate money and and all of that stuff. But if you go too far uh, mm-hmm. without releasing it, I think that you lose the opportunity. You lose the relevancy uh, for what the story is, but that's my thoughts. What do you, what, what are your thoughts on that? Wait, what if it, so 
I mean, I guess I could agree for like certain movies, but like, what about like a period piece? <laughs> you know, you're not going to lose relevancy unless I guess you're trying to put some big, you know, uh, moral statement in it, or you've got some other, other type of, um, propaganda that you're trying to push that's relevant to today. I mean, it, no. it might not, might not well, have an effect there. Well, uh, no, that's, that's not really what I was referring to. I, I, you got to think relevant oh. too, as far as, uh, the production team, the directors. I mean, if I were a director, I wouldn't want to have this piece that was slated to drop in 2020. And then I have another piece coming out in 2021 to where now it's pushed. And my 2020 piece is now running against my 2021 piece because I mean, like that's, that's bad business in my opinion. And it goes the same for uh, some of the actors. I mean, to where, yes, you could do that and who gives a shit, but if I was a director or I was a production company to run certain movies against each other, uh, it, it's just not good. Uh, you know, I wouldn't want to do that. I mean, tenants coming out here or well, tenants already out by the time this airs. And if I was Christopher Nolan and I had another movie coming out in 2021, I'd be like, no, fuck that. I don't want to compete against myself. Okay. Okay. So, I'm glad that you brought up directors and I'm glad that you specifically brought up Christopher Nolan because he has some, he has some words for Warner brothers. Did you see this? He, uh, he called uh, the Warner brothers shift to streaming movies, a great danger. That was his quote. Uh, what did he say? Uh, so the Warner brothers CEO said, no one wants films back on the big screen more than we do. We know new content is a lifeblood of theatrical exhibition, but we have to balance this with the reality that most theaters in the U.S. will likely operate at a reduced capacity through 2021. So just like you were saying, you know, these theaters, they're not going to come back full blast even after there is a, a widespread uh, distribution of the vaccination. Um, that's Anne Sarnoff. She's the director. And then... Uh, on the Friday show, I talked about uh, Dennis Villeneuve, um, right. the director for Dune. Dune uh, yeah. He is not a fan of no, this move, like at all. He's blow. He he's is, blowing he up. He is pissed. He off. is. Yep. He, well, I mean, I mean, on the one hand, I can see uh, what you're saying, and I share the same opinion. If I'm a director, I want this movie out on the street because I've got other movies coming up behind it, and I also, I worked really hard on this thing. I want eyes on it. But by the same token. It's like, I, I want people to go and experience my movie, how I've created it to be experienced. And a lot, in a lot of cases that is on the big screen. Right. right. Uh, so Christopher Nolan, he, he, <laughs> he, for one, he called HBO max to the Hollywood reporter. He said they are quote, the worst streaming service, which I mean is objectively correct, but it's funny. And he called the shift in Hollywood, a sign of great danger. Um, he said, there's this idea that's been sort of put forward a lot that this pandemic is sort of accelerating a trend that was already happening. He said, but in 2019 was the biggest year for movies financially. And that doesn't suit the narrative that the tech companies or the big corporations kind of want to put out there now. So to me, it seems like these two giants, you've got the, the, the tech, the streaming stuff, and you've got like the Hollywood elite you know, at each other's throats to, you know, come out on top with all this. And but, then but, you got the theaters. Well, well, what you're talking about though, 
uh, specifically is the box office difference, man. I mean, it, when you boil right. that down, that's, that's, that's all that is, is I'm not going to get the accolades uh, like in 2019, like with some of these big, because you don't, you don't get, right. you know, $900 million in opening weekend, $450 million in opening weekend. They, they did a billion dollar run. You're not going to get it from a streaming service. However, um, distribution calls for a different channel and the Warner Bros deal explicitly said in there that this is exclusive to 2021 with no uh, guarantees for, or excuse me. Yeah. For 2021 with no guarantees beyond that, this is only to, right. to, to move through the current pack. Because again, I, I, I think the, the hype and the build on this stuff, it's like, you can only hold on to stuff for so long before you, you the, and it's not just the director, it's the actors. I mean, because the actors are the, 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 the other tier of this too, to where, um, you know, we've seen several uh, movies come out with the same actor, but you don't want the leading man a, 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 essentially going against himself either to where it's like, wait a second, uh, Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool this year and he's uh, whatever the, what, what's the free guy? Is that what it's called? Free guy. Free guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which finally got announced uh, for what a May twenty first uh, release, but you you wouldn't want those two competing to where it's like yeah it's pretty close. You know that that would cut into sales. Um, but me as an right. actor, I wouldn't want that either because again, you want those launches. But uh, streaming services, it, it, it's kind of a funny conflict to me um, for several reasons. But the I, I think what we're seeing here. Um, is the change in cinema, cinema, man. I, and I honestly do. I think that uh, the mainstream public from YouTube, from Vimeo, from Twitch, Twitter, wh wh whatever it is, those guys that stream this shit all the time, right? Millions and billions of views, right? right? Uh, that is what we're seeing because people are wanting streaming. It's available. It, you don't have to go anywhere. Uh, the audience in some of those groups, there's, there's average Joes that have an audience as big as in, in some cases bigger than what some of these videos have. And uh, due to COVID period, there's no, there's not an argument about the circumstances that we're faced with. Cause you're not fucking going to a theater. You're not, you'll never be able to get within 2020. You'd never be able to get those numbers, but because of that merging audience and them, you know, there is social acceptance for, Hey, I want this shit on streaming. We've said it. How many times where the yes. fuck's black widow on Disney every plus? Week. Right, right. Fuck yes. Well, well and we're going to, we're, we're going to continue to because that's, that's where it's leaning. Now I'm not saying that theaters are going to die. I've said this in the past to where I still believe that theaters need to um, enhance their experience. I one of our earliest episodes that uh, of culture jacked when, when you and I were sitting there and we were looking at uh future, which didn't happen, but future theater stuff towards like, wouldn't it be great if you could sit at a table together and like have this like incredible viewing experience, get some like nachos, some beers, um, w whatever. But, have it something like that, as opposed to lining up, going and sitting in a seat and you got some dickhead on their phone in front of you while you're trying to enjoy some kids crying, sure. all of this stuff. And I, I think that 
between the social acceptance of um, online media from YouTube and all these channels. I also think that the technology part, <laughs> the technology part of stuff really has fucked with uh, theaters, but COVID is bar none. The reason why people aren't going to theaters. I mean, but to argue it though, dude, I mean, most people today have a 4k TV to some degree, you know, whether it's a great oh, yeah. 4k or shitty. So your your viewing experience is significantly enhanced. There's fucking Even nothing. Even a regular HD TV is nice. It, it is, but there there hasn't been fucking jack shit this whole year, dude. So no, why in the why wouldn't you? Um, as, as a producer of a movie and a director, say you know what, fuck it, man. We gotta we gotta go with the changes. And, and I get Christopher Nolan's. He he's an he's an artist, dude, and he wants the platform in which he's been recognized as, and and rightfully so. I mean, the guy fucking kills it when he makes movies, man. So, do you think that these directors and probably actors as well need to? need to change the metric by which they gauge success. And what I mean is you, you, you said they're not going to see the blockbuster returns that they did in years past because there's not going to be the, the people going to the theater. And so is it, is it, is it something they're just clinging on to that? They're like, this is how it's always been. This is how it needs to continue to be. Yeah, it's a legacy thing, man. It's how, dude, I mean, we do it. <laughs> We've done it several times. If you listen to our episode, Black Panther did 500 million on opening week in Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. And that's our measuring stick, though. Oh, no, that, we're well, guilty. <laughs> well, well that, that's, we do it with, we, we've done it with video games on the show. We measure success. We are complicit. Yeah. We, we are. I mean, we measure success off of these older metrics. And, and, and so do they. Um, is it right or wrong? You know, I'm not going to fucking debate. We we can't even debate that because success. I mean, Martin Scorsese lost his shit about uh, YouTube and uh, so, some of the online presence competing with modern day cinema or cinema and all of this stuff too. You know, and Martin. Wait, Scorsese, who is that? Martin Scorsese. Scorsese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which, in my opinion, is one of the greatest directors of all time. One of many. And you sit there and you listen to him just fucking hard. I mean, like he, he fucking dove into it. And I'm like, well, wait, wait a second, dude. It's you very know? old man yells at sky is what it is. <laughs> like <laughs> it, it, exactly. And, and not to Calm say, down, grandpa. that's right. Well, and that's, that's, that's the way I felt after I'm like, God, why did you have to do that, man? Why <laughs> of all the comments and all the shit you had to talk, would you, decide to go down that but it's an easy thing man it's change and that's what easy i think target. yeah yeah it, it is it always is man it, it's change and uh there there should be a better way though because i know from listening to several people talk about like netflix is a good example the biggest streaming service there is and has been i mean like they've they're the guys that killed <laughs> blockbuster they're the ones that they yeah. did they they did. They, Blockbuster they had an opportunity to buy Netflix first, didn't they? Um, 
they did. They had some I I read that deal somewhere. with their direct TV and they passed on it. They said, nah, 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 nah. It ain't going to happen. Oh, but, but, that, guy, that guy's kicking himself. Yeah. Who knew? You, who knew? But, but that's right though. I mean, that's like, if we would have, uh, if we would have bought into uh, Toshiba with HD DVD, we would have lost our asses. Right. Um, and it goes it's, to uh, say, <laughs> it's a very Marty McFly back to the future sort of Biff situation where we're like, yeah. we should have we bet on those horse races. But yeah. we didn't know. Who? How could we have known? Well, and, and that's what we're we're in this crazy space right now, to where all of this is changing so fast. Um, and it was greatly enhanced because of COVID, though. I mean, had COVID not happened, we would have saw Black Widow. We would have saw, we would have saw all these movies on scheduled times, yep. uh, TV shows. I I recently just talked about the show Billions, which I'm a huge fan of. That would have finished production of the the uh, last season that aired. They had to stop production midway. Fortunately, Showtime said, you know what? We're going to push out the six, I think it was six episodes or five episodes. We're going to push those out. And then when we can, we're going to finish the season and we're going to start on our next season. And I mean, that that's the part to where I guess a better question uh for the thing is, is where, where do the, the customer, the end user, the, 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 the people that, you know, are, are fans of Christopher Nolan uh, for his comments, Martin Scorsese for his, that it's like, well, wait a second here, man. I mean, you can talk shit all you want. We all can. Right. But at the end of the day, you created art and that that's how I view movies and I view music and I, and, and as I've gotten older, I really do appreciate and, and have grown to appreciate uh, not only the directors, the actors, the, the staff that has to make it all come together, but you know, the, the, the users are what allow them to create. And it's like, dude, you, you just shit on, you know, millions of people saying HBO max sucks and this and that when, when I'm not, not necessarily directed at the, business part of it but the people that like hbo shit dude i mean they arguably hold some of the greatest tv shows of all time with game of thrones with the sopranos and the list goes on and on and fuck they got a bunch of new ones now yeah i mean they got dc they got fx or not fx they got a dc they whatever they got a bunch a bunch of stuff and it's like dude i get it you're pissed i get the dune directors pissed too because i mean the guy built on he built here's another one judd apatow he's pissed as well yeah i i read stuff about judd apatow and then he goes and releases what did uh, he say uh he released that long island movie on hulu with pete davidson what long island movie or staten island sorry staten island with pete davidson he says a stunning disrespect in hbo max bombshell decision and you know, I I I I read a couple, like I just Googled it. I just Googled all Warner HBO Max movies, and it's just it is, you know, article after article after article of people upset about the decision, whether it is uh, theater chain executives or it's these directors or you know critics at large. Um, it's an, it's an upset. It's an upset to an entire industry, but it's like, can you blame Warner brothers? Like that, like you said, these guys just going to sit on all these finished works that should be making the money in some way, shape or form. 
And if it's not in ticket sales, if it's not in box office receipts, then heck, maybe it's in the draw to a subscription service. Like it should be pulling in cash somewhere. And well, that leads me well, to another question. Oh, I was oh go, go ahead. Yeah, no, well, I was going to ask you a question because you're, you were going uh, stupid rabbit holes. No, 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 no. You, you just, you, you just went and explained something that begs the question for, is it that they released it on HBO max, the service, or is it that Warner brothers brokered a deal for 2021 and is releasing it online? What do you think it is that has got all these people in an uproar? Uh, what, what, what do you think it is? Well, I think it's different for different people. Like you said, for probably the actors and the directors who are upset with it. Um, it probably has something to do with like the accolades that they would receive. There's no, there's no standard bearer for markers of success now that things are being released simultaneously to streaming. Cause how successful would they have been had everyone been shuffled, you know, via like a, uh, like a, a farm, you know, a cow farm or something down the chutes to the theaters where you have, this is the only way you can see this right now is by going to the theaters. And so how some people are probably upset about that. The theaters themselves are probably upset because they're losing a good deal of market share. Like I know that you and I have talked about uh, people that we know that wouldn't go to the theaters to save their lives, but they would watch a movie if it was readily broadcast to them in their own homes. And so I think it's, it's a loss of money overall for most folks. I think. And then for the, the distributors in this case, like HBO max, I, you know, it's obvious why they're excited to do it because that is going to boost their, boost their membership regardless of what you think. I but, think. But isn't it funny though, because some of these, uh, some of these uh, people that are speaking up, don't have a direct tie to the movie itself. So, I mean, do they feel threatened right. that there's going to be some success or do they feel threatened that uh, HBO stepped up and, and is doing it? Cause I mean, I, again, I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I mean, to me, it seems, and this is just me, my opinion, it seems like the smart decision right now to, put out some of this content. I mean, if anything, you're going to pave the way for your next movie because there isn't shit out there. You're going to get viewers, you're going to get the ad revenue um, or whatever the, uh, right. you know, I don't know how some of those deals work with these new streaming services, but it's got to be apparent with the lackluster. Well, I mean, you know, you and I, <laughs> uh, you and I have worked in industries before, right? And, you know how there's like big events that happen within a certain industry and it has a ripple down effect or trickle down effect into the entire industry. And so you're worried about, Hey, you know, this is where my bread gets buttered. What's going to happen. And I think it's a little bit of um, maybe an unease. I just clicked on another article. Um, Patty Jenkins, who had put out that very nice thing about wonder woman, 1984 being released to HBO max this month. Well, actually on the time of this podcast release in a couple days on Christmas, Merry Christmas. You get Wonder Woman 1984, but um, her and Aaron Sorkin, um, they said, you know, we're, 
we're all scared. Everything's going to change now and it's uncharted waters. And so I think that that may be why there's, you know, such a, such a big bunch of static and noise around this because people don't know what's going to happen. They, they don't know what the effect's going to be. And yes, it is a move uh, temporary since that it's for 2021 right now. And it hasn't been announced out any further than that. But could it go further than that if it's successful? Like, is this, is this not just a design on these directors 2021 releases, <laughs> but they're 2022, 23, and into the future? Yeah. I mean, well, well I mean, that's true. It could be. I mean, it, it very well could be the new way forward, um, which will change, obviously, cinema for forever. I mean, cinema has been released in theaters since uh, since it became its its own thing a long time ago, you know? So, I, <laughs> it, it, it's a funny situation. It's, uh, I'm sure the executives at all of these locations, whether it's Warner Brothers, uh, Netflix, HBO Max, uh, the, the executives at Disney plus, because I mean, oops, there went my mic stand. Uh, the, the, the guys at, Disney, I know, you animal. I know, um, the, the, the guys at Disney though, I mean, look, look at what they did or didn't do until recently. I mean, you, you talked about it, uh, through and through with them. Just, they have never, melee us with whatever 20 20 trailers what seemed like 20 trailers and 20 announcements fucking back to back ever but they were getting their ass handed to them man i mean they just were because they 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 dropped the mandalorian and and then that was, was it like, <laughs> that, that, that that's what their plan was and they're like well shit this road's running out december 18th here boys <laughs> the last episode airs <laughs> what are we gonna do and with with understanding that it, it it poses the question on hey what's next for Disney so to some degree, um, I think that Disney also uh, kind of is kind of playing the, the the trumpet as well to where they're like oh we got to put all the we who's the trailer guy get that guy's ass in in the office and then put all of these trailers together we're going to announce the living shit out of everything we're going to do we're going to give you know quasi right. they didn't date they didn't date everything but uh it, it's still one of those things to where it's like you know in my opinion they didn't get out scot free they didn't they're not sticking to their original plan either um, but yeah, I mean, it is a difference. It's a difference in times. It's, uh, but we'll, fuck, we'll, we'll have to see because you've also got competition coming from Netflix. You've got competition coming from right. these guys because Netflix is the, the, the monster in the room where it's like, well, wait a second. You know, Netflix has produced some AAA titles and they have AAA titles on the horizon. Red Notice is one of them with Gal Gadot, with Ryan Reynolds, with Dwayne Johnson's arguably three of the top tier actors and actresses in, in the world. And that's what we know. And there's several other titles that they're working on too that are AAA that are going to drop straight from the streaming service. So really this, this situation has been going on before 
the Warner Brother deal as is because it's like Martin Scorsese did a fucking movie on Netflix, The Irishman. I mean, come on, which had limited theatrical releases, but it still wasn't a full bore, and that was pre-COVID. Well, the, this article from Variety, you got to you got to read, you got to check this out when we're done. But um, Patty Jenkins, again, director for Wonder Woman. She has a really good, good question. She posits that, you know, when every studio starts going to streaming, there is a, a potential eventuality. And this is not the direct quote, but kind of a summation of what she's saying that you're going to have production uh, groups and directors and actors flocking to those studios that are not because they will still get the theatrical attention that they so desire. And so um, I don't think that theaters are going away at, at, at all because of this. I think they will need to do a better job selling you on the idea that the theater going experience is one that um, is truly special that you should participate in. I think I lost you. Did I, no. did I lose you? No, you I'm, I'm I'm here. There you go. Oh, you're back. Maybe I was gone. Yeah, you froze for a minute. That's all right. Did I froze in like a flattering position anyway uh, on the recording of this? Like you 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 froze I smiling. With the, did I have my finger up my nose? You were, you were, you were it. Well, you kept oh, talking. Shit, though. I was giving the Heil Hitler salute. Uh, almost, <laughs> almost. Like, damn, that's the position you chose oh, to freeze. I was close. I was close to me. No, but I'm, I'm just going to put my hands down <laughs> because when I freeze, I freeze in a in a, a bigoted, mass murdering way. I guess. <laughs> no, well, you, your audio kept coming through, and you, who knows, man? I mean, who knows? Again, I think that's a legacy issue. Uh, I I don't think that theaters are going anywhere either well well you know i didn't think fucking blockbuster was going anywhere i didn't think dvds were going anywhere uh i mean so the the times the times will oh, tell oh man anthony i think my internet's just dying oh it's just again. it's dying as we speak you also froze well let's keep going well you froze on my side i froze on your side yeah you're freezing up right there anyways let's keep going though Keep that that wheel of spinning. Okay. All right. So <laughs> some technical difficulties there. Uh, so what I wanted to do was ask you, and I saw on the Weekly Planet, um, or I heard on the Weekly Planet, uh, that these guys were talking about if all of these movies were not being released to streaming, because you're probably going to check out a few of them, I'd imagine. I'm going to check out a few of them. Um, I just want to go movie by movie just kind of a yes or no and then if you want to give any any further uh information on why yes or no would you have gone to the theater had you had time availability the money to do so whatever to go see this movie uh and would you now see it on streaming instead and so the first one is the little things i haven't even heard of it streaming that's a denzel washington one i've I, yeah, yeah it's not, a Denzel Washington uh, yeah, one. Not, I believe it's sure. it's similar to other Denzel Washington ones. He's probably, you know, uh, ex 
Marine cop, whatever. And he's got to save a little girl or something. How about the Tom and Jerry movie? Would you have, would you have gone to the theater to see Tom and Jerry? No. <laughs> Are you going to stream it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll, yeah, I'll, me yeah I'll, I'll stream it. If there's, if, if uh, the kids want to watch it, I'll stream it. Other than that, I probably won't watch it. Period. Uh, the many saints of Newark. I'm not sure what that one is, but that sounds like an Anthony movie for sure. Uh, reminiscence Godzilla versus Kong. Would you have made it to the theater? See Godzilla versus Kong. No, I'll, I'll you don't think so. That. No, no. I'll stream that for sure. That definitely. Yeah, I'll stream it, but I wouldn't. I might have gone to the. I might have gone to the theater for Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, what about The Conjuring? The Devil Made Me Do It. That's the subject. Gonna be a gonna be a streamer. Now, do you keep up with the Conjuring movies at all? No, but if it was uh, if it was around Halloween or whatever, and my wife made me go, I would go. She does. I, I'm not a fan of horror movies, but if she made me go, I would go. She likes the horror movies, though, huh? Yeah. Yep. She likes going, eek, hold me, Anthony. Hold me in uh, your yeah. big, strong arms. <laughs> it's, you're painting a very fond picture, friend. <laughs> well, that's what I like to do when I go see a horror movie with you, for sure. Um, what about Space Jam, A New Legacy? LeBron James starring. No. You don't. You wouldn't have gone and seen the spiritual successor to uh, Michael Jordan, Space Jam. Me neither. No. Okay, this one you might have gone. The Suicide Squad, the new Suicide Squad, James Gunn. Would you have gone and seen that in a theater? Yeah, that that I would go and see. Yeah, I would. I would yeah. too. I would have too. What about Dune? Dune, I, I there's if I had the available time, I, I would probably go see Dune because there's. I'm pretty selective without COVID on what movies, mostly because of scheduling, you know, childcare, et cetera. Uh, but Dune would, right. would be one because I, I feel like there's definitely some story to be told and it's probably a pretty good movie to see in theater. Um, but let me be clear on this. I mean, Suicide Squad, Dune and any of the other movies, I still wouldn't have any qualms fucking streaming it. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I'm not right. I, I mean, I just wouldn't. I mean, I regardless, even if I went and saw Suicide Squad or Dune, I probably would still end up scre- uh, streaming it at my fucking house after it comes out to rewatch it, anyways. Right. So. Well, yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I, I I don't think there's anything super spectacular about the theater experience that I can't. You know, I'm not missing too much of at home, but there's some movies that are just kind of like, you know, built for the theater. Like you just, they're big spectacles that are just really. Sure. But, but let me ask you something because please, you, you, <laughs> please do. Well, well ask me just, two things, it, it, ask it, me two things and then tell me one thing and then compliment one piece of clothing that I'm wearing presently or in the last week, all, the, uh, all those four things. That's well, what I well, it's almost a propositioning when you're saying, you know, I'd like to go to the theater, but let me ask you this question. Is the reason that you went to the theater because it wasn't available to stream or was it the experience oh, that you went? Man, that's like a, that's like a chicken and egg question. That's like what came <laughs> first, man. I don't know. Like, uh, I'm just okay. So, so let me rephrase the question. Let me let's make it simple and, and go off of what you said. So, Dustin, tomorrow, COVID disappears. 
Suicide Squad's in the theater and also okay. available on your television. Where are you going? Suicide Squad? Yeah. You know, the, the temptation, like the immediate what place my brain went to was like, watch it at home first to see if it's good enough <laughs> to watch in the theater. So like in my, in my brain, see if you want to drop that, drop, that, drop that money. Yeah. I'm like, is this worth an extra $12 plus another $20 in concession stands to go out and see in, in public? I think part of the reason that I go to the theater is uh, part of the reason that I like going to bars that still have smoking available is I don't smoke personally, but I like the atmosphere that right. it creates. I like the theater atmosphere and even the assholes on their phones, the the kids throwing popcorn, whatever it is. I don't go to a theater to expect a perfectly uninterrupted viewing of uh, you know whatever movie I'm going to see. I go because it is a, like, it's a sense of community it's experience, it's, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm part of this, this big set of human meat flesh called humanity. And I want to take part in the society. And that's one of the things you do. You go to concerts, you go to movies, you go to, mm. to venues and shows and you participate and, and you go to parades and all that stuff. Like that's part of humanity. So I think the movies are a draw. Yes. But the experience is more of a draw. What about you? If if all this COVID goes away, it goes to streaming, it goes to theaters, where are you at? I, yeah, that's tough, man. I mean, it is because I, I agree with you. Uh, every time I go to the theater, I like for some weird thing, even when I buy the theater I go to, you can buy at the little kiosk the tickets. But then you still have to stand yeah. in line for concession, right? So, like, I like standing in line at, at the concession. I like looking at movie posters and being like, oh, shit. <laughs> COVID's I don't know what it is, mad, my friend. <laughs> well, no, I well, no, I do because I like talking about those movie posters. And and on occasion, there's there's movie posters that I haven't even heard of that are coming out. I'm like, oh shit, right. what about this? And having that conversation, going up and getting that overpriced tub of popcorn and that 22 gallon Mountain Dew. And uh, do I want Sour Patch Kids? Do I want a pretzel? Like I like that, and, and I don't mind sitting in a theater, you know, watching yeah. this big screen. However, uh, you know, I, I, as much as I like that realistically, you know, you, you name off 20 of those movies and would I prefer, uh, to be able to just turn it on at home at night or in an afternoon that I have some spare time and maybe I'm cooking. I mean, I think you would probably get more of my viewership on, especially titles like you said that I, I'm not familiar with, um, and, and those that I am familiar with, with Suicide Squad and with, uh, you know, Godzilla versus Kong and Dune, um, I'm going to create that time within my day and I don't have to drive anywhere and I don't have to uh, do so much uh, that it requires to go to a theater at this point. Because unfortunately, I'm not a single dude that has some schedule that I can just say, fuck it. I'm going in the afternoon. It's just not that easy right. for me. Um, but that's a, that's a me thing more so than, than, than a mass public. So it, it's tough, man. I mean, I, I think at this point, after going through all the shit, I, I would be hard pressed to say that, yeah, I would run to a theater, even if it did end tomorrow. <laughs> You're never going to see that. a movie in the theater again. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> I retire my movie theater viewing 
ability. No, I'm not saying and, that because I, I genuinely do. I, I do enjoy the experience, but at this time, if the option was there every time, you know, I mean, shit, dude, I was contemplating, um, you know, tenants out. I was contemplating going to the fucking theater during COVID to go watch Tenet. That's how much I wanted to see that movie. Right. You know, I was. I was like, well, fuck, there have can't you, be that, have can't you seen be that many it's, people. It's available now. You said so on your podcast a couple of weeks ago. I hope. It's available to stream, right? Yeah, it is. What? Yes. No. Um, well, yes. No one, yes. Yeah, it came out December 15th. <laughs> <laughs> December 15th is when it when it's uh, out uh, available on every platform. And that's the other thing. I mean, like shit, they make movies available. You know, we, we, we've kept this uh, conversation very HBO max centric. However, like when tenants coming out, the fucking thing's available on movies anywhere, uh, Apple TV, Hulu, blah, 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 all these other places. And it's like, well, wait a second. You have no problem distributing this fucking 20 different locations at a charge of whatever it is. It's probably going to be 20 bucks. You have no qualms about that. Judd Apatow released well, th- Staten Island at a fucking, you know how much, like I, I almost didn't buy the movie. I'm like, what the fuck? This movie's 25 bucks when the standard for release is 15, 15 bucks, maybe 20 bucks. So do you think, do you think the argument that these directors are making is a little bit disingenuous that all people want to go have a theatrical movie experience when in fact the argument that they're making all is, is inspired by their own pocketbooks and, and how they don't think they're going to be making the same kind of uh, profit that they would be otherwise. No. Well, I, I think personally that, if you were to reduce this down to what it has been, which is availability, uh, mm-hmm. because the reason we all flocked to go see Avengers is because it, it was only available at the theater. You could only talk about it. I could only talk about it. We could only watch it in the theater, right? If bars look like, check this out. If bars got the same deal as a theater, Fucking bars would be packed if they're like on Wednesday at your local pub, they're going to be showing Avengers seven. Those fucking bars. Oh, I thought you meant they were going to be like sending beer to your home. No. Well, shit. That would be, a, <laughs> they're streaming. Be, they're streaming the booze hey, now. I know. Hold on. Let's block that out. Cause you may have, hold on. May, yeah. You, let's you, cut that. Yeah. Hold on. We need to beer, stream beer booze. I'm sure there's someone doing that. There's Grubhub already. There's like uh, yeah, the Postmates know. and stuff like that. Someone's I don't know but that sounded like you landed that like perfect like shit. <laughs> we might be the next uh, Uber Uber for Hold beer. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, but we don't just bring beer. We bring like a little bar that we put in front of people's door and then we like clean glasses in front of them and we hey, kid, what brings you, you host in? Them? Hey, you yeah, doing okay? Them? Yeah. Exactly. Who's right your host? Of their house. What era do you want to be served tonight? Pre-prohibition? Yeah. <laughs> do you want? Do you want the uh, prohibition era? <laughs> Post-prohibition? Hey kid, we got a nice Shirley Temple up here, but if you follow me out back, we got some that's primo a, moonshine. That's 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 right. Yep. That's actually that's that's yeah, a hell of I, a. Idea. I don't know. It's a it's an idea. We have many, and that they are they are those. What about the Matrix Four? Getting back to this list. That's a theater. But that's yeah. one that I want to see in the theater with you and my yeah. cousin Cameron. That's I like, I want to see the matrix with people that I saw the matrix with, you know, 20 years right. ago. That's who, that's yeah. who I, that's what I want to do. And 
you know, save that theater going experience. We all come over to my house. We all go over to your house and we watch the matrix four would be fine with me, but that's one that I think I'd watch. Um, in a theater. And yeah, I have I a agree. similar opinion of the last one that I'm going to ask you is mortal Kombat. The reboot in mortal Kombat. What do you think? Probably at home. At home? I think so. Does that have to do with like the subpar uh, Mortal Kombat sequel? <laughs> no, like, no. I mean, because I mean, not to say that the original was great, but like, well, you know, you you touched on it a little bit with what you just said though about the Matrix. There there are certain movies um, to where in my in my twenties in my youth, I would go to fucking any movie. Like we went to Bowfinger. All right. You know, with Eddie Murphy that made like 10 bucks, (laughs) you know, you know what I'm saying? Like we went to that, like we were one of the four guys that went and saw that movie in theater. I saw the Scorpion King. Yeah. I mean, the rock. Well, 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 right. So, so at that time um, I I saw the matrix, I think like 10 times in the theater, Uh, wild, wild west. Oh yeah. The theater Uh, get card. I mean, there's so many movies I saw in the theater. Um, And and I guess now it, it, it is more about that experience. You know, uh, fuck, I was trying to think because there was a movie that I went out of my, oh, there was a couple of movies. So one, I went out of my way to watch that I wasn't really interested in. Um, and I went with a couple of buddies of mine. Uh, that was Prometheus, right? And the reason that I went it was, and I'm not a huge, I'm not huge into uh, aliens and whatnot, but the reason you I went stand was like, for Ridley Scott. <laughs> no, well, he, he he's made a lot of incredible films, but the reason was, it was like, that's one of those movies. Like, I feel like you should go to the theater and see, like I wouldn't saw an expendables in the theater. I saw a Rambo in the theater. I saw a rock because I'm like, wait a second, man. Like that shit. There's a part matrix. I, I just feel this connection. Like I saw all the other matrix in theater and I feel like I should pay it. It's tribute. What drives that feeling though? I, That's I, so I weird. No, I, think I said the same thing, like, dude, 10 minutes I, I, ago. Well, right. I, I think I think that part of it is just pure nostalgia. I think you're you're wanting a similar experience that you once had or that you were told about. Like in my case with like Rambo and all that shit, like I didn't get to see fucking Rambo one in theater. I was a little child, but I do recall people <laughs> talking about Rambo, you know, as a kid, man, I remember watching Rambo in the theater. Like, I don't understand what you said, but I heard theater. Dude, that was Sylvester Stallone. Did, did you talk to him directly? I did. Uh, he was my uncle and he, was shaming me for not seeing his movie in theater at the age of like one. That's uh, so weird. I know. Uh, but, but I, I, not I Sylvester Stallone, what you're saying is but, weird. Like are kids going to have that? Are our children today going to have that same kind of like internalized drive to go see a thing in the theater because everything's no. delivered directly to fuck them? Fuck no, don't no, so? they don't. I, I don't think, I don't think they're going to care as much, dude. I, I, I don't. I, I think that they, because remember, they, they're growing up with fucking TikTok. They're growing up with new episodes of YouTube shows and new shit on Netflix being dumped at a season at a time. I mean, it's instant gratification, right? Like they get that. They have that ability to where I don't want to fucking wait six months for the movie to come out. And I don't want to wait two years for, not to say that they won't watch it when it's available because they will. But they have con- unlimited, unfucking limited content available today 
that suits whatever, like whatever you're into. And it's growing as we speak. That's the, the thing that blows my mind about it is like, holy fuck, man, in the next several years, if you are a fan of anything, like there is going to be so much content available that like you got to hone that thing down, uh, whether it's like just for you. Well, well, it has to be dude or, or, or not. And you just kind of venture out there and you're like, fuck it. I'm going to watch, uh, this. And then there's this, and then there's this movie that's just like it. That's also got rave reviews. And that's the other thing is quality of cinema has, in my opinion, significantly started to increase because of these massive outlets and, uh, Netflix got several accolades for allowing creators to come forward and say, Hey man, you know, the big guys don't let me do this shit. Are you guys interested in their, their replies? Yeah fucking sounds like a good idea let's let's put a little bit of money behind this let's invest it's not saying all ideas um but to work with companies that are allowing that um is changing the way things are are uh being built today as well i mean because there's plenty of sources that you could read there's plenty of careers look at kevin smith's career read read one of his books where he talks about how fucking goofy it is to work with these these time warner companies and these production companies and if you follow kevin smith at all that dude is literally the staple of making whatever the fuck he wants and getting away with right. it and, you know and he talks about like uh what was the name of that movie the cop movie with uh Bruce Willis and Tracy Morgan cop out, I think is what it was called. And what a yeah. shitty experience it was for him and what an asshole Bruce Willis was. And the production company right. just fucked his movie up. And you think about that, you think about Zack Snyder and the Snyder cut. Now that's, uh, I feel like he opened up Pandora's box. Cause now all these other guys are like, Oh, that's, that's the reason that fucking movie didn't make it 10 years ago. Hey, the fucking production is like, wait a second, dude. Uh, what, what if Martin Martin Scorsese comes out? He's like, oh, I'm doing the Scorsese cut. I'm doing it. I'm doing it, right. guys. Exactly. Uh, but I, you, you just know, really depressed me, man. No, like you just you sent me into an existential like mini crises right here. I, Why? Because I'm thinking about what. Well, I'm thinking about like our nostalgia for the theater and our nostalgia mm-hmm. for the movie going experience, and we're talking about these children who have this immediate gratification and they've got these three minute movies on uh, TikTok, or they've got a 10 minute, 10 minute video on uh, YouTube that they go to and they have all these favorite creators that are just delivering them things that they like door to door to door, right, right away. And so like what, you know, I don't know what the inspiration is for someone growing up in an environment like that to be able to, enjoy regular movies anymore in a few years is it just going to be are you know these directors should not be worried about the the move to a streaming service they should be worried about having a medium that is at all interesting to a immediate gratification culture of children and teenagers i guess i don't i whatever it was that you did right there whatever voodoo magic you played, you got into my head. Now there's a brain worm in there that's going to bother me probably for the next three days before it, before it, you know, scuttles out of my ear and gets out of there. I'm a little upset <laughs> to be honest. Well, yeah. But the, the, there's plenty of content creators that are falling in suit, man. I mean, look, look, look at what Amazon has done with the boys to where it's like, dude, they, they, they slowed the roll and they only dropped episode after episode. Right. But on that platform, they have to have enough content to keep you. That's, that's their goal. Their full and only goal is to keep you on the Amazon platform, whether it's the boys, maybe it's Jack Ryan, 
which which is another good show. I don't those are pretty much the only two shows I know on Amazon. Um, but <laughs> as they continue to build, though, I mean, you, you flip over to Netflix and fuck. Have you not watch- watched Utopia yet? Hold on. Have you not watched Utopia yet? I don't. I may have. I don't know. Is that the one? With, That's on uh, Amazon. Yeah. Is that the one? It's with, the comic uh, book one. Oh no, I have not. No. I you need to watch that. Like after we get off this episode, when you go to Betty Bye and you put on your feety pajamas and you crawl into bed, turn it on your phone and just lay there and just watch it no until way. you go Shame, to sleep. Shame, and then when you shameless, get up tomorrow morning, Shameless is last season is here i'm going to watch shameless are you a shameless guy fuck yeah that's like the best i had no idea horrible show i, haven't, I haven't watched a single oh, episode of shameless it is it is absolutely that's good incredible yeah i mean it's it is just vile and but good lord they strung that shit together for a long time and it's sad to see it go because it's gone on i think it's what nine seasons is it a comedy now. oh yes oh my god it's a dark dirty comedy it is fucking Mm. hilarious you gotta no you can't have any kids anywhere around there is everything under the sun in it but it (laughs) is fucking hilarious it it really is um but i i think the biggest thing that i'm concerned with as far as these these uh uh these what these providers i guess is who's going to reign supreme in the end and I don't want to see certain IPs fall off or fall apart and but it's the inevitable. And I'm saying that wholeheartedly because within the next few, like Showtime, uh, DirecTV has been fucking struggling. Uh, who, who's right. also a big provider. Um, you know, Netflix is killing it. HBO Max, I feel like, is going to put itself in a pretty strong position because of the DC content. And they're starting to shoot the prequel to Game of Thrones. And then they've got several other shows that have done very well. So I think they're going to be fine. Amazon is Amazon. So I think they're going to be fine. Um, But, you know, who's going to be, where's it going to go? And are videos always going to be on demand? No, I don't think so. I think that they're going to allow for that uh, presence in theater for those that elect, but Again, I don't think that there is an accurate measurement available to the public on viewership until months later or weeks later. And, and obviously, the dollar exchange is radically different, man. But with right. that being said, something has to there, – there's an elephant in the room that we haven't discussed, dude, and that is music. You can fucking buy music now that way. You can get on to Apple Music, pay a subscription fee. And, I oh, I can't stand that. I I hate I, it. No, I, I I don't like it either. But I'm saying it's already here, dude. Like it's it's literally. Oh, I know, here. I know. So my brother like, and I have lamented this very thing. Yeah, right. And so if music's done this and and it's working, it's you know if you want Apple Music or you want Google Music or whatever the fuck the other Amazon's got their own. I use their they, I use their free service on Amazon, not the Amazon Unlimited. Um, because if you have Amazon Prime, you get a shitload of music for free and then they'll block you from certain hits or whatever. But this is, I mean, the subscription service is, is what it is today, man. And I don't, I, I don't think it's going to change. In fact, I think that some of these production companies have and are going to continue to try to fight a losing fight. And uh, while I want theaters to be successful, it's not to say like what uh, um, fuck Scorsese's last last movie, The Irishman, he did a theatrical release, even though it was produced by Netflix. 
but I think that there right. is change that's coming and they can, they can argue it and they can fight it and they can bitch about it all they want. But unfortunately the viewers are the ones that, that make that choice, not the fucking director, not the actor. Um, if it was that way, the world would be drastically different. And granted, yeah, they don't have to make the film. I mean, that is within their power. They could say, no, I want to do this on my terms and try to negotiate whatever it is. But well, there's 20 other guys behind them waiting to make that film. Like this is not, it's yeah. I have two thoughts. Um, one, like this, it feels like based on what you and I have talked about here today, a, a kind of microcosm of a thing that was happening already before the coronavirus, before all of that, where we've got these streaming services that are splintering off from traditional media to include theaters. And the second thought is what you've said multiple times about the theatrical experience needing to change. Maybe the theater is no longer just a place where you can put your movie, your product, and then sardine can in a bunch of, bunch of mofos off the street where you're like, Hey, watch my movie, pay your price, get your concessions, and then get out. We'll sweep the floors and get the next guy in it. Maybe this becomes more of a luxury service, more of a premium service, more of something that is a little more bougie uh, to entice maybe a crowd coming back to a theater. So, having the theater experience change, I think is going to be a big part of getting people to go back to the theater uh, after all this stuff gets over. That, yeah, I think, I think you're definitely uh, on, on to a very valid point. Uh, very much so, man. I get, I get it on the head with that. I mean, especially now too, I mean, consider this right to, to, uh, runoff of what you're saying dude people have been stuck at home for a year people have right now as as much of an economic crisis the country's been in and the the downfall and the covid and, and the health concerns and so forth and so on there are several companies that have had record sales and you know i've talked about this several times in the podcast with lowe's home depot the these uh right. these places don't think for one fucking second that Jimmy Joe and, and Susie Q forgot to spend time in front of their fucking TV. And if that needed enhancements, whether it's <laughs> audio or a new TV period, that shit got it. TVs are at an all time fucking low and you can get a pretty good TV for a couple hundred bucks, as opposed to two years ago when you were like, bro, I got a 4k and you're like, you got a 4k. Cause you knew that <laughs> shit was at like 800 bucks for it, a little TV. Right. <laughs> cost 4k yeah exactly now it's 200 bucks in granted it's not right. as good as others and and what have you but uh that in itself is going to alter the way people view and and perceive is this worth my time my energy my money to fucking pack the kids up or if it's it's me and my wife's date night do we want to go to the theater to do what sit next to each other and a bunch of other fucking people? So I think, I, I, I think that, or I would hope that maybe in who, who knows some of these theaters take that into consideration and maybe try to create an, a, a legitimate experience because after we we've mulled this over for this, this whole episode, I mean, it really does shed a light on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, well, no, I mean, think about that though. Cause I, I, I don't think I've ever flushed this idea out so fucking much of my life. 
<laughs> uh, but but think about that though. The concept and the general construct of a movie theater has been relatively unchanged for like a hundred years or ninety years or however. Right. You know, theaters have been around I, since the turn of the century. Traditional theaters. You know, for a hundred years, you've got your fucking hard seats or your mediocre seats. You got your concession out front. Um, you know, they, they have variety of small enhancements with some of these theaters to where like you can drink a beer at eight o'clock if you go to the special, you know, the special uh, right room. But, you know, maybe it is time to to blow the dust off of that. But that also plays in part to w- what we were just talking about with uh, these directors, these actors, these production companies to where that measuring success based off of. Uh, sheer weekend sale, opening weekend sales, the life of the theater or, or the monetary value within the theater runs and then DVD and, and, and whatever release VHS releases. That's how we gauge whether that was success or not. All of those things are in jeopardy and it does make it make for a scary, uh, a fucking scary path forward because these are, these aren't small successes in which clearly warrant these types of concerns, these types of, uh, of, uh, comments from these directors. I mean, fuck when you have billion dollar years and that's, that's what the the director of Dune is referring to these, these crazy, uh, things and rightfully so in the last decade, uh, how many movies have Dune would have done 600, 700 easy. Oh yeah, it would have cleared a billion before, more than likely cleared a billion before it closed out. Probably, yeah. I, I would be willing to bet, right? But but consider this: in the last decade alone, how many movies have climbed to the top twenty highest-grossing movies of all time? Uh, twenty exactly. <laughs> I don't know if it's 20. I don't think that's what, that's an accurate number, but it's, well, I mean, if there's, if there's 20 top 20 movies, it's, oh. it's 20. Well, no, in the last decade, how we many cycled have been in and out? Yeah. How, how sure, many? Sure, have, sure. No, I, yeah. I'm being a smart ass. I, so, but, I'm but, so sorry. But there's a shitload though. There is a shitload. We've looked at those metrics early, you know, a yeah. year ago when we were talking about this and it, we knew that like Avengers, the next event, every one of these fucking movies is going to make the top 20. I mean, like that is insane to think about. Cause in the fucking nineties, when we were watching movies in the, from 2000 to 2010, there was a couple avatar, I think spider, the, the first Spider-Man, uh, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a regular event that took place. It was like this, right. it was like, do you remember when we were kids and Jurassic park came out? Like how fucking, yes. how big that was. Like you were talking. I, mean, I had to leave no the theater. I was very scared. <laughs> I was very scared during a part. I had to leave the theater. Uh, it made me scared. Yeah. I think it was the goat. I think it oh, was the, the goat getting eaten. getting eaten. Maybe it was after the goat. Maybe it was when the goat showed back up, you know, all mutilated and, and massacred. The, I don't know about, about theaters. Like, how are we like, what a terrifying world we're going to have to live in. If we cannot judge the quality of a movie based on its box office, how are we going to get along? Like, how are we going to know if a movie's actually good? There's no, no other possible way. I mean, I guess we could just go, that was a good movie. So we'll have to do. So I know, right. So much for people actually 
reviewing a movie. <laughs> right, a movie. right. Or Rotten the movie made this much money, so it was good. But but that's nope. how we that's how we measure it though. Isn't that funny? It is. It is. It's really funny. It's very strange. It's very we're such a strange. We have we have designed ourselves to be really really weird. Like right. Well, we'll think about that. So a year ago, if I would have come to you, so just uh, like hear me out here though. If I were to come to you, hello, and, Anthony, and say welcome this, to my home. Well, if I were to say this movie, whatever that movie may be, X movie was fucking horrible. I couldn't I, I couldn't watch it for longer than 30 minutes. And you're like, huh, that kind of piqued my interest. You type it in and it's like 800 million in the box. And you're like, wait a second. <laughs> it wouldn't have done it. It's not logical. It would not have done 800 million if it was that shitty. His review right. sucks. He 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 didn't like something about it or what what have you. He was obviously tired or drunk. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, I, well, I mean, I thought that until the Lion King came out and then that grossed over a billion dollars. So I was like, monetary success does not equal a good movie. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Garbage. Well, well, right. And in, 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 in a lesser light, a thing that, w- that has been discussed several times, not as much now, I guess, but a, a thing that was previously discussed in the movie world was production cost right so this movie cost 100 million to make or 500 million to make your expectations were like oh shit this is going to be epic not so much yeah the budget the budget of the movie is very dependent on the um, or the quality of the movie is very dependent on the budget of the movie but i mean you know, you've got Deadpool that, what was the budget of that? It was like $70 million or something. And it, it grossed like over 700 million or something. And again, there I am. There I go again with the metric, with the, the same, <laughs> Hey, this is how much money it made because of the budget was so much. And so this is how much it did. <sighs> Disgusting. Disgusting. I, I don't know. I think, I think that's all I have, uh, for this episode. Do, do you have anything else that you'd like to share or you'd like to start us on another 30 minute conversation? I, we, we were going to talk a little about cyberpunk. You enjoying cyberpunk? Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't have anything else to, <laughs> to dive into. Sorry about the, the okay, yeah, I the, guess the if we get into cyberpunk, it's going to be, it's going to yeah. be another 40 minutes for sure. Um, but, so we'll, we'll end the episode if that's all right with you. Uh, well, oh, well, but you have a finger. I do have a finger. Uh, we'll we'll go. Show me that I, finger. I think uh, we'll we'll pay tribute to Cyberpunk a little bit later, uh, simply okay. so we can get a little bit further, and and then we'll fucking talk for four hours just about Cyberpunk alone. But uh, this is the Christmas Dude, episode yeah. or pre-Christmas. Well, Merry Christmas! Exactly, exactly. Uh, so yeah, like Dustin said, Merry Christmas! Thank you guys for listening to the Culture Jack podcast, being a part of our our little. Uh, little little group there we we both appreciate it um we we had a decent 2020 as far as the podcast goes i feel like the podcast uh, did great 2020 absolutely like (laughs) covid was this this was a shitty year but as far as our pursuit with the success of this podcast and i think you know personally a little non-objective i know but uh the quality is much improved from once it, what it once was. Uh, yeah, ab- absolutely. And, and 
uh, a lot of that is just, uh, I, I think we started getting more feedback. We're, we're slowly growing the channel. Yes. We're, we're regularly contributing to the podcast, which helps. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? You don't like my podcast that I put out twice a year. Are you joking? Yeah. What bullshit is this? <laughs> We're only doing theatrical releases of our podcast. That's our that's our 2021 move. We're, we're Dude, doing... what if, yeah, we take over. That's... All the movies move out of the theaters on the streaming. We move off of streaming into the theaters. Into the theaters. Thank you, Warner Brothers. Our opportunity has <laughs> come a-knocking. <laughs> no streaming services. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Uh, and hopefully we'll be doing this semi-regular, this, uh, this, we, we also didn't even talk about that as, uh, but hopefully we'll be able to do this online episode and, uh, this midweek role semi-regular or, or as we can fit it into the schedule. This has been, this Let's has know been you fun. think about it. Are you, are you enjoying it? Do you like seeing us here together? Do you think that we play nice together or do you think that we need to stay apart in our separate playpens? Uh, because Anthony won't stop throwing poop at everyone. That's uh, me. <laughs> everyone that's me specifically. Well, Merry Christmas to you too, Fred. And Merry Christmas to you, Anthony. That, that was a that was, <laughs> that was a real hallmark moment, I tell you. Uh, so thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Remember, uh, if you can, leave us a review on whatever streaming platform that you're listening on. And uh, that really helps us with the algorithms that talk to the computer gods that work with the computer machines that work with the microphones that we speak into and so can get closer to you and your friends and deliver our message of love and peace to you. Uh, you can also contact us at Culture Jacked on Twitter and on Facebook. And then you can send us an email as well at culture dot collective dot x2 at gmail.com other than that happy holidays happy new years happy birthday we'll see you next time